is um, has been forthcoming now for a week or so. So, you, happy birthday again. Thank we love you. you. Yep. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Everybody. Hallelujah. <laughs> and um, I'll present you now with this microphone. Okay. Terrific. Thank you. Wow, that was just excellent. Thank you, Pastor Fabian and Monica and Kelly and twins and Imani and the boys, all three of them. And um, who else? Did I miss somebody? I was in there praying. I got here. I, okay. I, f I left Ohio at 3 o'clock this morning to drive to the Pittsburgh airport. And I'm driving through fog and rain on, on you know, a two-lane road. And I saw a whole bunch of deer over here, and I was praying, Lord, don't let them jump out into the road. And I saw more deer over here, four or five of them. Don't let them jump in the road. Then a groundhog ran across, and a fox came out and looked at me, and a possum was over here. I felt like, I felt like Snow White, the old Snow White. And, uh, but thank God none of them jumped out. But... Um, and I, I'm very grateful for uh, the privilege of uh, being able to be here with all of you today. Uh, I couldn't wait to get uh, back. God gave favor. And, uh, and I, I appreciate the ministry. I got here right when the worship time started, and I was laying in there praying, trying to acclimate myself to what was going on. And it just blessed me all the way through. So thank you. Uh, I went up to um, Ohio to meet with um, some very powerful uh, women who have ministries there in West Virginia and Ohio and in Pennsylvania. And um, I'm not giving you a travel log, but I felt that the Lord wanted me to go, and there were some really powerful things that happened that I believe was in his timing. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the fruits of, uh, of what uh, is going to come from uh, that, that encounter. But I did want to tell you about one thing that happened out of many, but this is just one, and the scripture that the Lord gave, because I... I know that there was an impartation that came that is going to really impact all of us going forward. And so um, if you'll turn in your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 13. It's funny because uh, after my... And I'm sorry I missed your class today, Tammy. I, I didn't schedule that so I'd be away while you were teaching. I, I, if I was going to do that, I'd have missed next week when Dennis is teaching. <laughs> no, I'm, jo I'm joking. I, 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 I'm joking. But I, I did listen to the last half of it as I was driving at 80 miles an hour here to church from DFW. It was legal. I wasn't breaking the law on a Sunday. I was keeping the speed limit in that quick lane that you have to pay extra for. Um, but I was sitting in the airport in Pittsburgh, and uh, the 
technology is amazing. So I, I typed up all the things that I normally send to Scott and to Sylvie in France because I knew what the, the message was going to be. And I thought, isn't this amazing that getting ready to go to Dallas on a flight, I can write to France and write to Dallas and send what we're going to send normally uh, for the website. And uh, I, I just give thanks to the Lord. So let's look at 1 Timothy 6.13. And um, Paul says, after he speaks about fighting the good fight of faith, he says in verse 13, I give you charge in the sight of God, in the sight of God, the eyes of God, who quickens all things. And before Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. We want to talk about this and particularly hone in on this word quickeneth. Um, one of the things that I did when I first arrived in Ohio was I went with uh, Pastor Pam Scott and Candace McCoy to back to that place that I spoke about uh, four years ago, the point of beginnings, where Thomas Jefferson sent these guys to really set uh, a, 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 uh, a surveyor's point at the Ohio River right at the border of Pennsylvania that would then be the touch point for all of the um, all of the planning going through the rest of the United States. And I thought it was interesting that it says on the marker, except Texas. <laughs> there we are. We're on our own. We're charting our own course. But um, you remember that the last time we were there and we were praying, I, I started to prophesy about the going forth and the ley lines and all the other things that, that I told you we did at that point. And it, and it was at that point that that massive tree had to be 70 feet high. And I'm not exaggerating, not evangelistically saying it. it. It snapped at the trunk. It snapped right at ground level and laid down and slid out into the road. And um, I, I remember that. And I, I thought it was interesting that since that time, as Monica said, we've had a lot of things that God's been giving us and there's been a much to do about trees, hasn't there? Well, so this time we went because a lot of the plans that we had made, um, remember we were going to have teams, some of you were planning to go up there. Um, that all got canceled because of COVID. And um, in the interim, God's been doing a lot of other things, but they said, hey, can we go back there? So we went back there. Um, and when we went to the point, uh, the monuments there, all of a sudden, I felt like a, ma a magnetism. It was like electric on my shoulders and on my head. And it, I have never felt anything like that. And it, it, it abounded, and, and it stayed, and it just kept going. And it, it hit the the two ladies, too, that were there, I can't testify about what they were feeling, but it was 
it was pronounced. It was like a giant magnet, an electrode was over my head. And I told them, I said, something unusual is happening here. This is, this, this, I can't explain it. I don't know what it means. I said, it's, and I stopped, and I felt within my mind, it's a quickening. It's the quickening. And so I said, it's a quickening. And I quoted, you know, there's a scripture that says, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, if it dwell in you, it shall quicken your mortal body. And I spoke that. And, and right at that time, there was, a, there was a black SUV that was driving on that road. I mean, it's just right there. And when it, it was coming along, and as soon as it got to where we were, all of a sudden, it started going. I mean, and the car just lost all of its energy. I mean, this was a brand new SUV, and it was just chugging along. And then, and and we looked, and I'm still feeling this crazy stuff going on on me, and this vehicle's going. <laughs> it's it's still going, but it lost its power, and and it coasted. I don't know how far because it was going at a good rate of speed. And then I heard the guy, he must have put it in neutral, and you'd hear him ring, 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 trying to start the car again, and it picked up. It was like whatever was in that zone stopped stopped things. And, and so I, I looked, and I started laughing. The, the, the women started laughing because it was kind of comical, but it was undeniable. And then all of a sudden we heard this massive, loud train whistle. And I hear that train a coming. And and this train, which was on the track right down below us, it I mean it's flying along and it's got fuel and fuel trucks and it is moving. I mean it's going. And all kinds of crazy things started happening after that. It was it was just unique. But the quickening, I felt that God is releasing to all of us, not just to me, but to all of us, the measure of quickening, the measure of having that, not, not just the power of the resurrection, because if you look at what this word says throughout the scripture, what does this one say? God who quickeneth all things. How many things? All things. All things. There, it, it's like, and I, as I prayed about it, I meditated on it, and that, that feeling stayed on, on me for I don't know how long. And it was so unusual. It was like the hairs of my head, what ones I have left, I felt like they were just standing up. It was, it was an unusual and, and I think a, a, a meaningful impartation in the same way as that tree falling the last time at that crucial junction for our nation. And, and if you look at how this word is used, you see over and over again lots of different things, the resurrection and, I, and, and others. But the word itself means to restore life to what it originally is. It means to bring about a resuscitation it means to uh, initiate the original objective. 
it, it means a lot of things throughout the Hellenistic culture. And, and every one of them that I was reading later that night when I was praying, just I just I would read it in these lexicons, and I would say, Father, we lay claim to that. We need this, this igniting. It's almost like a spark for the dunamis. It's, it's like the flint that explodes something, or the starter switch, which is probably why that guy's SUV uh, just stopped. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. That was amazing. It was, it was almost like, like on the day the earth stood still. I've never seen that. Uh, back in the 50s, when uh, uh, Michael Rennie, he was, the, he was the guy that came down to speak peace over the earth. And all of a sudden, he said, well, at noon, all the power all over the earth is going to go out. Remember that? And uh, uh, it was like that. But the power of the Lord is being released to us to trigger and to ignite the dunamis that God sends us to, to, uh, to welcome. And I know that. Now, one of the things I wanted to say about this, this thing that Paul says here is he talks about God quick, fight the good fight, God quickens all things, and how Jesus, before Pontius Pilate, witnessed a good confession. Now, that seems like that's really an odd thing for him to say there, doesn't it? And so I did what you would do. I looked through all the Gospels and found when Jesus was before Pontius Pilate. And the other writers um, said that Pontius Pilate said, hey, they say you're king of the Jews. Are you that? And Jesus says, you have said it. But in John, John brings a further declaration of what Jesus actually said, which is why Paul mentioned this. And in John 18, verse 33, Pilate entered into the judgment hall again after he was pleading with the people, why have you brought this guy? You remember Pilate was trying to let Jesus go. And he says to Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? In verse 34 of John 18, Jesus answered saying, you have said this thing of, oh, Jesus answered him saying, Jesus answered him, sayest thou this thing of thyself or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you unto me. What have you done? Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews, but now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said to Jesus, are you a king then? Jesus said, you say that I am a king. To this end I was born, and for this cause I came into the world that I should bear witness of the truth. Everyone that is pursuing the truth hears my voice. And Pilate then said, what we all have heard, what is truth? Well, what was Jesus' testimony there? First of all, that his kingdom is not of this 
world or the world that we see, he's, his kingdom is another dynamic. His kingdom is another factor. And he came, the cause that he came was to be a king, to gain dominion for that other world to be manifest. And he says that it is for the truth to be known. And we've studied truth in so many ways. Aletheia, something that has been hidden that is no longer hidden. And the spirit of truth, remember, keeps guiding us into truth. And um, truth came because of Jesus. Uh, and the law was displaced along with grace. So Jesus says right here um, that I was, verse 37, I'm not twisting scripture, you say that I am a king. For this end I was born, and for this cause came I into the world, so that he would have dominion for the truth, to bear witness, to demonstrate the truth, and to make it possible. Now, think about that. Now, we say, well, you know what? Jesus came. He came because he loves you, Debbie Kay, and he wants you to be redeemed to the Father. Well, that's true, and, and I'm not disputing that. But here he says to the representative of the Roman government, I have come to be a king, and for this cause I came so that you might be able to function in this other world revealing the truth. That's phenomenal. Now, that has to be what the Apostle Paul was referencing. That has to be. Of course, the other writers spoke about, are you a king? You say that I am. But John, the beloved, he goes through this greater detail. So bring that back to 1 Timothy. The quickening. We're fighting a good fight. And God quickens all things, and Paul then says, in the same way that Christ testified before Pontius Pilate. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? What was Christ testifying before Pontius Pilate, the representative of the greatest empire on earth at the time and one of the greatest that's ever been in existence on the earth? That Christ came to gain the dominion for what God is revealing in his kingdom. And that kingdom is coming. That kingdom is here. And that kingdom is a kingdom of truth where we commit ourselves. We die to self so that those things that are not seen right now in the natural will be seen calling those things that be not as though they are. That is what this quickening is being released to help us to do. I think that's phenomenal. I know I need that. Now, I want to just give you just a brief testimony about what some of the things that I encountered up there in these past couple days. And um, these... These ones that I was privileged to meet with have been um, very powerfully used in ministry. In fact, one of the ladies came, Barbara Knight, who we, we ministered with in New Jersey. 
and in uh, Valley Forge. We had the big gathering there. And at the, the Unity Church in, um, at State College at Penn State, they were there. And, um, you know, we, uh, Kelly and I went there, uh, and they said to say hi to you. Uh, but they said how that when God imparted to them the understanding of diversities of tongues from this house, from the Lord, it changed their lives. And it radically altered their ministries and allowed them to, to move forth in a new power. And they just said over and over again, tell the people in Dallas, thank you again for us. And it just moved me. I, I, it, it just stunned me. But, but I know that that is what God gave us at the beginning. And, and it changes ministries. It changes lives. And then we, we went into a, a lengthy time of prayer, and we did some of the old divers' activations that we did. And I'm telling you, some of the tongues that were coming out from these ladies were reminiscent of the old days. And God moved. People were being knocked over by the Spirit, just gently, but, you know, it, it, it really, it reminded me of the vitality. We know this. See, for us, we're ministering this <laughs> all over the world. We're, we've written about this. We've, we've taught this. We've imparted this. We've, you've done this. And one of the challenges we have as teachers and as elders in this is to keep alive the not only the fire of it, but the vitality of it, so that we are as little children and we don't lose that. That we that we that we cherish that. And so often people forget what made them. And and I I know that I, I wanted to tell you how vital that is and now see when we go out places we're we're teaching we're teaching about ministering before the throne and we're teaching about ministering alongside the angelic and we're teaching about uh, laying proscuneo before the lord and we're teaching about interpretation and we're teaching about all these essential necessary groundbreaking deep things but it really stirred me. I, I almost say it would convicted me, but it didn't convict me because I pray in diverse tongues every day. It's not like, oh, you know, I better start praying in tongues again. But how powerful that gift of grace is. And God chose, he probably gave it to other people, but God chose to give it to you. And we need to cherish that. And we need to utilize that because it, it touches people's lives and redirects the course of ministries and will do so uh, and has in nations. So anyway, I'm just saying that. Now, I'll tell you one other thing. But this quickening thing, watch out. Because you're, I think we already saw it today. I mean, I, for me, I came in and Kelly just started playing the piano 
I was grateful to make it because we had a flight delay. This crazy stuff. And, and I started praying, Lord, we backed away from the gate in Pittsburgh, and the pilot said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to go back to the gate. We got a computer error up here. Our, our, our wing de-icers aren't working. And I thought, it's 44 degrees. There's no rain around. Let's go. So they pull back into the gate, and I know that's very important. So I start praying. I said, Lord, you, whatever's wrong, you've got to fix that right now. And I, I started declaring it. I said, I know this one angel that was standing there beside me. I said, Would, could you go up there and help them? And it was like five minutes later. So well, we got to figure it out. We didn't know what it was, but now we're going to be pushing back here again. So I said, thank you, Lord. But anyway, I made it. And wow, I, 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 I wanted, Kelly, what did you feed Pastor Fabian for breakfast? I mean, that, and the girls were up here and Imani that just blessed me. And then little, little uh, Dante comes up. That was funny, too. Uh, <laughs> and then Monica shared so powerfully. And, and, and I thought, all these things are prophetic. These are dynamic things that God is doing. And I, and I will say one other unique thing that happened. And, and I, I debated whether I was going to say that. You know, we taught about mountains, hills, and groves, and that's being developed, that study, because there's still parts of it. How, how, to really, how to really apply that mandate in the Old Testament to strongholds. So when we left the place where the magnetism and the electric, the quickening, um, Candace said, you know, I had a vision of this massive rock that's at this park down here. And, and I won't go through all the details. And I said, well, we need to go there. Let's go there. So we went into Thompson State Park, and we basically drove this 100-acre park into what is really a grove, these massive boulders and a little stream that runs. One, one of them runs through the boulder, and it makes this really neat sound. But as soon as we pulled in, I looked, and I'm still magnetized, and I saw eight demonic beings like warriors that all of a sudden came and looked, and it was like they were petrified. And, and uh, I said, what are the, I, I just, it was just one of those things that's so real, I thought, are these people dressed for Halloween already here? Why would they be here? And then I realized they were spirit beings. And I got out of the vehicle, and I said, what are those things doing up there? And I, I guess it must have been the electromagnetism on me. And, and so I started walking toward them, and I thought, wait, no, we're not, we weren't told to go to battle. And those things scampered away anyway. So I realized, and I won't go through all the details, that this was, this was really a grove. I'm going somewhere with this. And so we started to plead the blood and talk rededicate that place to the Lord. And I, I was trying to be sensitive because we really didn't, weren't commanded to go and do any deliverance thing. So it goes on from here. So Candace says, well, would you like to go up to the main gate of this place? And I said, sure. I said, who was this Thompson guy anyway? And she said, I, I don't really know. 
So we go drive around, and we come through these two massive stone uh, gates. We walk through, and it's this beautiful, open, green place. And, and all these gorgeous, there must have been nine or ten different kinds of trees just flowing. Some of them were bursting in color in the fall. And I, I said to... Uh, I said to Pam, I said, I wish Sandra was here. She could tell us what every one of these trees are. But I didn't know what they were. So I'm looking on the phone. I wanted to know who Thompson was. And as soon as I pulled it up, I was, I was amazed. Because Will Thompson wrote a lot of hymns. One of them that he wrote, Softly and tenderly Jesus is calling. And you remember that song, Come Home, Come Home. And he, dedic he gave that park over 100 acres to the state of Ohio as a place where people could come and feel the presence of God and know God, and give glory to God. And it just stunned me that we were on the other end of that park that basically, and Candace said, well, you know, this place is known for witchcraft. You know, a lot of the kids growing up when I was in high school, they, there were little covens of witches that would go down there, and they, they said that they would sacrifice animals, and there's some other things that are just awful abortions that have happened down there on those rocks and and so I said we need to go in the center of this park go out into the green and we're going to stand there and lift our hands and pray in the spirit and we're going to rededicate this place that was given for the Lord and we did and the sun was shining it didn't start raining until later that night when we were going to gather to pray all day so just know but the, the presence of the Lord was just so wonderful there. And I thought, if this isn't a depiction of a grove and a place that was dedicated as a temple to God that then the enemy had, and uh, the fact that who's, who's ruling this, this, is, this place belongs to the Lord Jesus. So we started singing that song. I, I've led that so many times in different places back in my past life that I knew all the words, and just sang it there. And when, when we finished, we're walking around looking at these trees, and, you know, we're praying over trees, and, you know, those two ladies, they'll, they'll get going on. They just get fired up. Well, I'm standing there, and all of a sudden I look, and these benches are filled. There's, there's a couple of old guys sitting over here, and then there's this, there's this woman who's walking by, a young woman. I wonder if she was an angel because when we were leaving the, 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 the place down where the groves were, this woman was walking by, dressed in purple and like a jogging suit. She said, hello. I said, hello there. I, I was glad to see that after seeing those demons. And then we had no sooner driven up. I mean, this is a 100-acre park sing the song, and there's this woman way over there. There was no way she could have gotten there. So I'm wondering about the angelic, the angel's unaware. But anyway, those kinds of things are just strange. But we are called to take strongholds and to reclaim this kingdom in the quickening, the truth, 
and I know I'm going all over the map today. A lot of other things happened, and I, I'm just, it was a real extension for me to go, be there with them, and get back. But I'm glad I did in obedience because not only did, did those things happen, but other things happened. We were able to reconnect, and we had commitment for groups in those states, and we'll, we'll probably link Indiana with it too, to pray whenever we've got teams going out and, and to hear from the Lord and to give anything that the Lord would show. And that's a corridor that God has given us. That's, that's the place I was born. And I lay claim to that authority and that estemi there. And it, it, we need as much committed, uh, linked prayer support as we can get. Yes, I know we all pray. But boy, it's always, it's always good when God adds other contingents who are of like spirit to join with us. And um, so anyway, I'm just, just very, very, very grateful. And, you know, I mentioned I was going on Wednesday. I want to thank all of you who, who prayed for me. You didn't know my itinerary, but thank you for praying. And... Um, I, and I, I said to the Arroyos and to Monica, I said, look, start the service and do whatever the Lord's leading you to do. Um, I'm, I should be there for that. I wanted it to, it wasn't just killing time. It wasn't a, a revised filibuster. But if, when I get there, I should be there for it. Um, just, just go ahead and be led of the Spirit. And... Um, uh, and if by some chance there's a delay, if the enemy causes a delay, the church is covered. But as it turned out, it was, it was as I thought it would be. It was exactly what we needed to say. And, you know, Monica was mentioning that Luke 21 passage. And what Jesus said there about the fig tree, and Monica mentioned it. And I want to say one further thing about it. You know, why would Jesus choose the fig tree there? Because you'd think he'd have chosen the almond tree. And we've studied about that. And what was that significance for that first ripe fig? Well, it really speaks, because the main harvest is yet to come. The main harvest is in the fall. But are we in this season, as governmental authorities given by God, willing to, to do with what God has given and to process a harvest governmentally, knowing that the, there's, there's going to be a greater harvest to come, but what we do is going to be essential in welcoming Christ. Can we do that? And God is positioning governmental uh, in the spirit realm, leadership. And um, one other thing that happened, and I, I, again, I'm, I'm just happy to be home. Just, um, a couple of the ladies at the table, and I was grateful because Barbara's husband, Jeff, was there. So he and I sat and talked manly talk in a lot of ways, you know. He was a mining engineer. They both celebrated their 80th birthday. This, they had just had a big 80th party for both of them. So Jeff, I, I love Jeff. He's a good guy. So it wasn't just me and a bunch of women. But Jeff was there. 
But I was listening to them talk about this guy from England, this young guy from England, who is speaking about things in the spirit realm, and he's really grounded. And I, li I heard his name, and I listened to that, and I thought, something inside me said, you need to listen to this guy, because you're supposed to sow into him. And I'm, I'm not going to tell you his name right now, but uh, while I was driving through, <laughs> through the Wonderland, I pulled up on Spotify this guy's, some of his teachings, and I was listening to them, and I thought, okay, he's speaking things, and he's, he's going from the Scripture. He's not going, using magic wands and, you know, the cosmic Christ or any of the other nonsense that the enemy through the progressive tried to insert into the church. And as he was teaching... I was saying, I was feeling a, a kinship. He's a younger guy. And, but then he would mention something, and I knew God's given us that answer. And then he would speak about some other things that I thought, that's really cutting edge in the spirit realm. He's describing things that we call by other names, but he's quoting scriptures. And then he'd say another thing, and then the Lord would say, God has given you the meat from the word for that. He doesn't have it. So I, I think that governmentally, that's one thing that God is going to establish. And, and we'll talk more about that in the weeks to come. We need to start having some stirring diverse activation sessions more than we have been, because that has to be that has to be honored. And if we're going to be doing it, we have to do it. We've done it hundreds of times, but we have to do it again. But, um, and we'll be praying about these governmental connections. Remember when God said, I'm going to link you with prophets? He did that. Remember when God said, I'm going to bring Elishas? He's done that, and he's doing it. Remember when God said, I knocked this huge tree down? God's been giving us a lot of insights cutting-edge insights, and that, that book is being written about the trees and what they do. And now God's saying, I'm giving you quickening, a quickening, and I'm also giving you a, a measure of, of, I don't want to say infiltration, but aligning with selected governmental influences that will fill this business of fig trees in the summer. That's just so odd that Jesus would say that. So odd in Luke 21 that Jesus would say that. When you see the fig and the other trees in the summer blooming, because that's, that's first ripe. And um, you've got to really know what you're doing to process that stuff. And the Sanhedrin adopted that as their home place. And boy, they got a bad track record, don't they? <laughs> so... God wants the right government, the right governments within his kingdom, uh, that he is the king to come to establish that before the big harvest. And, of course, we know what the big harvest is, don't we? It's the, the end-time move of the Spirit. It's, the, it's however Jesus is going to come and draw those ones home. We're in this moment. He said the end is nigh. 
Gabby says, the end is nigh. He said, you don't know, some of you know what I'm talking about. Scott knows what I'm talking about. Um, but it's not yet. It's not yet. Well, we see it. And we have to do what that fig's supposed to do in this season. And we have to align the governmental forces. The quickening is here. And um, do you know, Monica mentioned that uh, in uh, three weeks, Pastor Fulton... Monica, me, all three of us were specifically requested by this new place, and uh, Yawali. We're going to be ministering, but this Pastor Rafa, do you, I mentioned this Wednesday, they're fasting, they're in the midst of it for 40 days. For what? For what? that the soil of their heart, of their church, and of their city will be ready to receive what God is sending from this place. Doesn't that cause something to stir deep within you? How long have you prayed and labored for churches to be willing to accept these things from the Word? And here is a group of young people, hundreds, who are fasting for 40 days to be ready. This is what they said God told them to do, to receive the word and to welcome the kingdom and the power and the glory. <laughs> wow. So we need this quickening. God's given it. And um, I, I just want to give you thank you. Thanks, Father. Thank you. You've, you've done and said so much today. You, you've, you're so good to us. Help us not to miss anything that you lay before us to do. Help us to obey immediately, instantly. And Father, thank you for all these gifts that you have initiated for us in just these past days and I, I ask you that you will bless this congregation and those congregations and those folks that are part of our Saints Network family, integral parts of our family who are joining with us today. I release this quickening from the Lord into your body, into your life into the things that God has ordained for you to thrive in in this season. I release this quickening. God quickens all things by His Spirit. And I ask that you will restore bodies, even now. Restore places that have atrophied or lost their range of function. Let there be a quickening to you. If that same Spirit that quickened Christ, that raised Christ, let it quicken your mortal body. Let it quicken your calling. Let it quicken your spirit and all that God has created you to do. Let it quicken the places that the Spirit of the Lord has planted you, wherever that might be. Don't let the enemy tell you that you're finished. God is quickening you right now by His Spirit. So we release this power. 
Father, however you want it to manifest itself in your people, let it be done. Let it be done. And Father, let the wind of your Spirit blow upon the coals that you've used in the furnace of our hearts and in the furnace of this place, the fire of the Lord that forged so many wonderful things. Breathe upon those coals of your altar again in this house, in our lives. They're not dead. Let them, let them burst forth in this, in this season in the flame that you have ordained to burn. We thank you for it, Father. We love you. And um, we just are so grateful. I just don't have words to say, so I'll stop. Thank you, Father, for all that has been said, all that has been done today, and let it continue now in our lives. We thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, it's 1 o'clock, 5 till. It's like the old days, isn't it? Um, God bless you all. And again, thank you for all that powerful ministry that went on at the beginning of the service. Thank you. Thank you. That, that's not an anomaly. That, that's also a quickening. New things are spreading forth. And upon the children, so many ways throughout this day. That is a hallmark me prophetic message from two prophets in this house and from Pastor Fabian. And uh, that wonderful. Isn't that wonderful? And, and those prayers you prayed for your children and your grandchildren, God heard those. He inspired them. It shall be. All right, I'll be quiet. God bless you. Thanks for being here.